You're listening to the Tom Robertson Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Tom Robertson Podcast. Um, Welcome to episode one. Um, We've got a few topics that I want to talk about today. Uh, We'll get into that eventually. However, to start off with, uh, I just want to quickly thank, um, basically, I guess, our sponsor for today's episode. Um, it is uh, LooksAllDay.com. Um, essentially what this is, it is uh, an organization run by uh, one guy. One guy who, uh, <laughs> he is, he's killing it right now. But uh, essentially, he's looking to help people um able uh to to grow their businesses through Instagram and be able to turn their Instagram pages into uh a way to um basically make money from their page itself uh it's it's a great uh, a great idea if you're i guess if you're a, a budding entrepreneur and you you're wanting to um well, I guess bring in another stream of in- income. Uh, <laughs> can't even speak. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out right now. Um, you uh, you can go to luxallday.com. And if you are interested in any of the packages that they've currently got offered there, then uh, I've actually got a code that you can enter as well. All in caps. If you enter the code BPGTR, so that's B-P-G-T-R. Uh, you will be able to actually get 10% off whatever you purchase from there, which is uh, going to help you out a lot as well. And uh, I do want to quickly cover a few things. So they have the, the silver, diamond, and black package. And each of these different levels give you different uh, amounts of, I guess, depth into um, ways to grow your your business as well as your your own pages there and uh yeah definitely if you are wanting to um either grow yourself on social media in general or if you're just wanting to bring some extra business to well your business <laughs> definitely check it out and uh yeah hope hope you enjoy it i've spoken to him a few times myself and he's a pretty cool guy and uh yeah look if you do want a a bit more um i guess uh if you want to see a bit more what it's about um go to luxallday.com or just search up luxallday on instagram itself he's got around about 1.3 to 1.4 million followers last time i checked um i could bring it up now actually i didn't even think to check this but uh yeah, he's no, he he's a pretty cool dude to be quite honest. Um, but let's just have a look. It's this is so professional of me. Uh, One point five million followers now. He is definitely, um, yeah, definitely uh, figured something out there. And uh, yeah, like if like I said before, if you want to be able to make big money on Instagram or through social media in general definitely check out 
his page, his website, and his courses that he has currently going on, his plans, and what uh, what he can offer to help you with that. Anyway, let's get right into this episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining me for episode one today. Um, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about, and uh, I I don't really know where to begin. So this this podcast is going to be covering all sorts of things that uh, that I feel like covering, as well as speaking to guests. And um, if you have any suggestions of things you want me to speak about, as well. Uh, I can gef- definitely give you my opinions on those, but I saw something that came out today which everyone seems to have heard about um, if you're, I guess, following this sort of community. Um, now, I am a Manchester United fan. I've been supporting the club since uh, probably uh, the past decade at least. I'm currently... 21 years old, so I'd say it was around about 11, uh, 10, 11 years old that I started following uh, football in general, and um, I I saw this story today that broke uh, basically in regards to some football, a football league um, book that came out in Germany or something like that. Anyway, I've got, um, it's, it's, to kind of do with Paul Pogba and the world record transfer uh, last summer from Juventus to Manchester United. Um, and now this is, it's been explained now on skysports.com. They have uh, basically outlined what it, what is currently going on and where we're standing with this right now. So by the time this has been released, it we could be in a completely different position as to um, what's going on, but as of right now, um, this is what we've got anyway. Um, I figured that this would, I just smacked the microphone and I do apologize about that. Um, I figured this would make a, a kind of interesting um, way to start, I guess, the first episode though. Um, so essentially, Paul Pogba's world record transfer fee from Juventus to Manchester United was was making headlines uh, once again on Wednesday morning after FIFA confirmed that it had requested further information on the deal. Now, I do find it hilarious that that this potential corruption that's going about, <laughs> the governing body that is investigating this is is FIFA. Now, if, if there's anyone that's known for corruption, um, it, it's them. It's it's well and truly them. And that now they're the one doing the investigating about this. It, it honestly doesn't make sense. But anyway, um, we'll explain the details around the story and what it might mean. Um, so this is just, uh, I'm going to read it directly off of their site. So what are FIFA doing? Uh, FIFA have requested more details about Paul Pogba's 893 uh, yeah, £89.3 million world record transfer from Juventus to Manchester United in August 2016. However, football's governing body has stressed um, that this is not a formal investigation. And so so essentially what this means is um, it, it isn't a formal investigation, uh, but they're just trying to get... 
Um, it appears they're trying to get more information out of this after what had leaked in. Um, we'll get to what, what actually happened, but uh, essentially there was a book that was published that leaked a whole bunch of information and now FIFA are trying to get more information directly from the clubs um, to find out what exactly is going on. Because I, I think some stuff came out that they weren't aware of. Anyway, what information do they already have and what do they want to know? Um, so FIFA won't give that any specific right now, but clubs have submitted their details. Both of them were submitted to the ITMS, which is the International Transfer Matching System, back in August. Um, so every transfer actually has to go through the ITMS for a deal to actually be signed off. And it, this is what I was on about before, so it needed some information. They already had enough, apparently, but um, yeah, they they didn't receive everything or something along those lines. But when when this was all done, so it requires more than 20 pieces of information about a contract, um, the type of transfer, the agents involved, payment methods, and any fees that are involved. However, um, like, they, they cleared it without any complaint. So at the time, they were like, yeah, that's enough information. Um, so FIFA cleared Pogba's transfer in August without complaint. Um, Manchester United insists they've given FIFA the relevant documents required. And FIFA have had the documents in, uh, since the transfer in August. And that's what United have said in a statement themselves. Um, yeah, clubs are only issued with an international certificate, uh, an international transfer certificate when FIFA officials are completely satisfied over transparency. Um, and this is where we get into the, uh, the, the weird bit of information here. So what might have sparked FIFA's inquiries, the reason for FIFA's requests are unclear However, news of FIFA looking into the Pogba transfer, uh, it comes off the back of extracts from a book. Um, we've got the name here, actually. Uh, the Football Leaks, The Dirty Business of Football. It was published in Germany this week and included a breakdown of the deal, including vast sums paid to Pogba's agent, Mino Raiola, and uh, a registered intermediary within the Football Association. I believe... Not necessarily him, but him slash his his agency that he he has set up. They received around about forty one million pounds out of that eighty nine point three million. Crazy amount of money, and I think that's what wasn't revealed, like the amount of the fees that were going to get paid to him. That wasn't revealed in what got handed in, because I think it was Juventus that was supposed to deal with that, and they. At the time, the Juventus and United weren't too sure. That could be incorrect. Um, but I'm sure it will come out within the next few days. Um, so we've got here uh, the next bit. So why FIFA and ITMS so stringent on transfer deals? It oversees around 12,000 uh, cross-border transfers of a player each year. Um, or not of a player, of players. Um, a huge number of transactions. Its purpose is to bring transparency to these deals and ensure, um, yeah, just ensure that they are made in conjunction with FIFA's rules on transfers, essentially. 
So, yeah. Uh, what else do they need to know about the fee, though? The, the information requested by FIFA, um, it covers a wide range of details, including payment amounts, currency of the deal, dates, transactions will take place, bank details of the parties involved, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's also informed of players' salaries, agents involved, clauses which have been activated from previous contracts or inserted into new deals, and sell-on fees which may be required. FIFA also required de declaration to be made on third-party payments and influence. And what have we got here? As well as uh, what ownership parties um, have over players' economic rights. Um, that'd be like a bitch with the whole Tevez thing back when uh, we are trying to get him from West Ham. Anyway, what else was it revealed in the book? Um, the Football League's The Dirty Business of Football also claimed to reveal that Manchester United playing... Uh, that is a very bad typo from Sky Sports. Um, United are playing Zlatan. Apparently they're playing Zlatan a salary. I believe it's meant to be uh, revealed that Manchester United are paying Zlatan Ibrahimovic a salary of more than £19 million, equivalent to a wage of £367,600 per week. It was obviously it was a weekly wage. Um, that's more than double the uh, £165,500 a week that United are paying Pogba. Um, so that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, um, that's all <laughs> what's in there. That is a crazy amount of money. You could literally just like, if, if I was earning that much a week, I would, I would feel like I'm just set for life. I wouldn't need a fancy ass house that costs like millions of pounds. No, I would, I would get myself just, you know what? 367 pounds, well, it's 367,000 pounds. Convert it over to Australian dollars here, and you're looking at, geez, you're looking at, uh, I'm going to say around about 700k. I could be entirely wrong, um, but I think it's like, uh, here we go, 644,000. Like I, I could get a, a decent house with that. With that much money, I could get a decent house. Um, that's just after one week. I, you'd be set for life then. You live in that house. You then go, you know what? Get myself a, a car. Decent, a decent car. 30 grand. You don't need a fucking Lamborghini or a Ferrari. Anything like that. What players are earning these days is absolutely incredible in my opinion. Um, God, this is just going to be a... Today's podcast is just going to be purely Manchester United, is it? Um, that's crazy. Um, the amounts that people are earning, though, these days, it's like, it is a crazy amount of money. There's a crazy amount of money in football these days, um, which is why I guess they're earning this much. But, like, uh, when, when you see players, like, I have no problem with players like Jesse Lingard um, getting a, a parent... 100,000 a week contract considering the fact that uh, 
what everyone else is on these days. However, also at the same time, Jesse Lingard is not he's not a, a world class he's a great squad player. Don't get me wrong, he's he is a great squad player. Um but he is not a world class player and he's gonna be set he's set for life for sure now. Um earning a hundred K a week. You gotta be kidding, that's that's crazy talk. Um but no, he's he's doing that and he's he could buy every week he could pop out from I guess work as you'd say and he could just buy himself a new sports car every every week. Don't know why you'd do that, but you know, if you if your name is Balotelli and you're crashing them every week, then you're probably gonna have to do that. <laughs> um but yeah, uh no it's it's pretty insane the the wages that players are on absolutely absolutely insane um we've got the we've got the the semi final coming up this this week this thursday um friday for me actually five a m friday morning for me it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun i it is currently wednesday evening um like eleven twenty four actually right now uh just before well, when I'm recording this, just before I uh, actually head off for the evening. Um, this will probably be up tomorrow, so Thursday. Thursday Australian. It will be Wednesday evening for you, more than likely, if you're in the UK. But, uh, no. Um, this, this okay, let's say this Friday morning for me. It's a big game. It honestly is a, it is a huge game. Because Manchester United have to rely on Europa League now. It's as simple as that. We need to finish... Um, I was going to say we need to finish top four. We've got, uh, what, three games left? Or is it two games? I can't remember. Um, I feel like it's three games left. And we'll have to win all of them if we want top four. That's the only way United are going to get back into the Champions League, and it's the only way United are going to be able to move forward under this uh, these changes that Mourinho is currently putting us through. I trust Mourinho. I trust he'll bring the team round. We are playing much better-looking football than we have before. You can see there is actual change in the there's actual change in the squad uh, with him, and we're doing well. Um, but I do think that as good as we are playing now, I think we're going to have to purely rely on finishing, uh, at least getting into that final and then beating either more than likely Ajax, but beating Leon or Ajax, uh, we've, we've got to, we've got to get past them, um, We've got to win that final, win the Europa League final, guarantee ourselves some uh, Champions League football next year, and then, then we can actually try and go for the title. Next season, we can try and go for the title. We know what kind of works now. This season's been a bit iffy, but we know what kind of works now. It does suck that Ibrahimovic and Rojo are going to be out until, oh God, what I'm guessing, Rojo... To like January or something is that I think I heard that 
Could be wrong, but I think that's what I heard. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, I I honestly think that it would have been amazing um, if they were still physically fit. We would have oh, the, the players we would have. We, Rojo was. I'd say best form of his career. Um, I didn't watch too much of him back when he was at. Uh, where did we get him from? Was it was it Sporting Lisbon? I feel like it was Sporting Lisbon. I could be completely wrong, but um, I'm to, I feel like it was. Um, you know, I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a quick look. Marcus Rojo, yeah, we got him from Sporting Lisbon. He played the um, for two seasons, and he's played for us since. He's he spent a majority of his career, uh, well, he spent more time at United than he has anywhere else. Um, Start off at Estudiantes, forty three games for them. Spartak Moscow was there a season, eight games. Uh, played for Lisbon for just under fifty games. Uh, 49 games, um, yeah, there, and then joined in, was it 2014 summer, was it summer 2014, I believe so, um, yeah, Jesus Christ, remember, Remember, kids, never try and record a podcast at 11.30 at night when you you haven't been running on much sleep up until that point. Um, but yeah, 2014, uh, we've currently played just under 60 games um, with Rojo there. Um, but he's, yeah, he's been, he has been at the top of his, he, he peak career mode. Um but what am I on about? I I just said the weirdest shit. Um, I was like, shows that I'm fucking tired, right? Um, he's a, he hit the peak of his career, got injured, and it fucking sucks. Did I say peak career mode? What the hell am I on about? I feel like that's something I just said or probably imagined that I said. I probably didn't even fuck up and then just sound like I would even bigger idiot. Um, but man, him and Bailey in defense, we we had a team that could have challenged for the title next year. Um, honestly, I don't I don't see Ebra staying. I love Ebra more than fucking most players, but but uh, even though he he almost hit thirty goals this season for us. I I do think we need to bring in someone uh, like the likes of Lukaku or Antoine Griezmann. Um, give Rashford a few more games up center when when we play against teams like Chelsea or teams like Manchester City. Um, he he would fit that really well. Um, but yeah, I I'd say. Oh. 
maybe bringing in a Griezmann for playing alongside Rashford, that could work. I, I honestly don't know. It, it will be an interesting season next season. And the moment that transfer window is, uh, opens in what it'd be March, April, May, it'd be next month, wouldn't it? Jesus, May now. So yeah, it must be next, it's in June it opens, right? I feel like it is in June that it opens. Um, but yeah, go, I'm just talking shit now, aren't I? I actually am just talking random shit. But no, that's fun. Um, it's always fun to talk shit, right? That's what this show's going to be about. It's not going to be all football related. Don't worry about that. Honestly, um, I I figured I'd just sort of riff today and um, talk about that story because it. I was reading up and I was like, holy crap, that's kind of interesting. I'll talk about that. Um, and I've kind of just gone on a bit of a rant afterwards anyway. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fun. Uh, but next season, I think, I'm not saying we're going to win the, the league next season. I am hoping we're at least in the Champions League. Um, but what I am saying is we can definitely challenge next season. We, we should be guaranteeing top three next season. I, I truly believe that. And, uh, I I, th- I think next season will be a lot better than this year. A lot better. Like, I, I don't see how we could possibly have a season as bad as this one. The draws, the draws alone, the draws have been awful. But, yes. Anyway, I'm going to thank you all for listening into this now. I'm probably going to end this off here because I don't know how long I've actually been talking because I, for some reason have not set a timer and I can't really check where we're at right now but I'm going to end this one here and I do hope you guys have enjoyed listening to me ramble about absolute shite and uh, I hope you if you're listening to this on iTunes hope you subscribe to the podcast or are already subscribed if you listen to it on SoundCloud I hope you're following and if you're listening to this on YouTube which will be up a bit later um, YouTube will always be a little bit behind, but with YouTube, you can always guarantee that, uh, you'll have the most detail included because of the descriptions and all that. Um, I'll try and include links in there in relation to any articles I talk about and so on and so forth. Um, but YouTube, if you definitely hit the subscribe button and then hit that notification bell as well. Um, you'll get like a, a notification the moment a video goes up and then you can see all the bonus shit that we've talked about and whatnot. I'll try and like organize it professionally. Anyway, <laughs> um, enough random crap now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do hope you guys do enjoy this. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking now and I am going to finish this off. Anyway, <laughs> I I hope you guys have enjoyed for like the 500th time now. And uh, I'll see you all very soon. Mwahahahaha. <laughs>